What is good, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Plus Soldier podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? What is up? It is good to be back. Man, man, man. I'm so happy I get to say that again, the full intro, because it has been a long time, man. I'm so so excited to get back to recording. It's been about three months. I know. It's been forever. Um, Yeah, you know, our schedules didn't really line up the way we thought they would, and then plus I'm... I was finishing up uh, some stuff with grad school and spring sports got busy. I'm officially, I guess, technically unemployed at the moment now. So yeah. <laughs> uh, my my last, I guess, event, my, my last like day of work for the place I used to work for when it comes to college athletics was May 12th. And so I'm officially doing some part-time work, but for the most part, I'm kind of unemployed until, you know, who knows what's going to happen next a uh, couple of months with this summer, but you know, I'm happy to be back recording, happy to be back talking about something I like talking about because there's been a lot of you know, music and anime and other stuff going on. And so, um, I'm just glad we get to get to be back on the air, man. It's a, it's, it feels good, yeah, for sure. Um, so moving forward though, before we get into the main topic of today. We've kind of changed up our. We're gonna start changing up our format for how we're doing episodes. I know me and mm-hmm. Zoe talked about it for the uh, past couple of days. So the I know during our last episode, the hyperbolic time chamber that we said, oh yeah, the next one we do is gonna be the video game one. That became a lot harder of a task than we originally thought. It's gonna be a lot. <laughs> we thought it's gonna a be lot, a lot easier. A lot harder. We thought it was gonna be a lot easier, but uh, that's still coming but it's going to take a lot more time than we'd originally thought it was going to take. Um, so, you know, we're trying to split it up between, you know, three different types of episodes, you know, one, two that are a little more casual, one's a little more themed, like this one's going to be, and then one that's going to be 100% jukebox episodes. I feel like we don't have too many of those, even though, like, our main focus, uh, one of the main focus of this of this podcast was to talk about music, and we rarely do that sometimes. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, just having those more frequent jukebox episodes will be more beneficial. So with all that stuff out of the way, it is time to talk about today's topic, which was something that, Zoe, you'd brought up to me uh, a couple weeks before we started recording this episode. So why don't you tell the, the group what you had for us? So, you know, how all great minds now get their ideas from TikTok. I saw this interesting TikTok where a couple saw two movies in different orders to see how it would affect them, not affect them, how they would react to the endings that they got. Yeah. And there were there were two anime movies uh one's called To Every You I've loved before and the other one's called to me the one who loved you which I found out a little bit they were they were mangas oh these these aren't original movies which I thought they were but they were mangas so, so I don't know how I don't know if I don't know if the same gimmick applies of reading one first affects your ending 
Okay, I, I kind of wanted to get to, by the way, for viewers. That was the gimmick of these yes. two movies. By the way, like, as far as, you know, like, listeners into the pod right now, uh, we're going to be spoiling this. This is kind of a, a review of Oh, yeah. Of, huge of huge we... spoilers of these two movies. Right. So if you don't want to be spoiled on these two movies and you saw that they're in your watch list and you wanted to, to know more about them, Go watch them first, and then come back to this episode. I think it's be it's important to kind of do that because I kind of, I want anybody who's uh, who's going to watch them to watch them blind, so you can get yeah. a real like reaction. So what me and Zoe ended up doing was I watched um, to every you I loved before. Oh yeah, no, no, I watched my fault. Yeah, yeah I did. Okay, yeah, to every you, you to every you I loved before, and then. To, to me the one who loved you and I and Zoe watched them in reverse and so basically our uh perspectives of the movies in general might be a little bit different but I think it'd been it was it's good for the podcast for just and for content. I, th- I think the way the credits rolled I think I saw the quote unquote correct uh order Yes, I was about to say that. Literally, like, to to be completely honest with you, like when I watched, um, I watched this. Like, I was like, yeah. When I watched To Me, I was like, this should be the first one you watch before the second, before the other one. There, there's a lot in To Every You that is. I I was sitting there thinking like, wow, Taylor must have been really confused. At Dude, this part. holy shit, I was. It's actually insane. But. The whole point of to me is so confusing. What's funny is like I actually honestly what's funny is like so obviously you're supposed to watch to I mean you're not supposed to but you can't it's kind of like as far as a linear narrative is concerned at, yeah as far as the, yeah as far as the linear narrative is concerned you're kind of supposed to watch to me before you watch to every you but like I understood to me more because I had watched to every you before that. If that makes sense, so like I'll so let me get it get into it. So we have like um, yeah, let let's let's start getting into yeah. the 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 thing. Okay, of it. so as far as just the movies in general, like of like separate the two movies from each other, <clears throat> which one like did you like enjoy the most? Because I have because I think for me to every was, to every you yes, hundred percent. I thought it was way more concise. I thought it was way more focused in its storytelling. Uh, aside from the crazy shit that goes on in these movies, yes, as as a movie, it is much more. Uh, you could follow it easier, even when they get into the world shifting. And yeah, for yeah. those of you who are still listening and don't care about spoilers, there, these movies are about parallel universes. Yes. So, <clears throat> for those that are listening, that I guess wanted to. Have- don't really care about spoilers per se. Uh, essentially, it follows one guy. Uh, what do you say? Ko- How do you say? Ko- Komui? Koyomi. 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 My bad. Koyomi, who's basically whose father is a part of this like research institute uh, that deals in parallel universes and understanding how the phenomenon of parallel universes. And to break it down, I will say though the world building of how they break it down is kind of was kind of clever where they're like, you know, there's a bunch of parallel universes where different branching things that happen. Like 
and then there's certain things called like a phase shift where like you might end up being in a parallel universe without knowing it kind of like how like you know you you may misplace one of your belongings but as soon as you go back to double check that same place you find it where we were supposed to be and they're basically saying like oh yeah that was probably you phase shifting because in a different timeline you put it somewhere else if that makes sense and i thought that was pretty cool you I thought it was interesting. It was like you phase shift, but into a a reality that is almost identical. Yeah. Because then there are different realities where things start getting more crazy or not crazy, but more different. Yes. Like the character Kazune, I didn't even notice till the end of the second movie that she had brown hair in the first movie. Okay, yeah, that's one thing I did for what And then she had too. purple hair in in to every you, which is crazy. I guess like it's a different, completely different timeline. But essentially, it follows Komui, and it to put in the most simple of terms, it breaks it down as far as like the branching stories. It breaks down depending on who he decides to live with when his parents get a divorce. So for uh for to every you I've loved before the movie takes place from the perspective of he goes to live with his mom mm-hmm. when his parents get divorced. But in to me, he lives it's, with his dad. He goes to live with his dad. And so like that kind of makes things a little more like a little more simple when it comes to like telling the story, which I think is pretty which like definitely helped. Uh and I had like a bunch of different theories about certain things that just were not <laughs> accurate just because they boiled it down to did he go live with his mom or did he go live with his dad? And yeah. so I thought that, I thought that was kind of helped out because you know you get like that's one thing about like time travel animes or just time travel stories in general or parallel universe words, uh, stories in general where that just kind of like lose me because it's like you could really you could really just make whatever the fuck you want to up honestly. <laughs> and then shit was confusing for me until I realized the the two Koyomis from their respective movies are the ones that get shifted into each other's. Yes. So So it's not, it's not multiple Koyomis. It's just the two. Yes. So like basically what they kind of explain. And so like me watching me watching to every you first definitely kind of confused me on certain things. But when you watch like to me, they explain like, Oh yeah. Como we might just be, have a higher propensity to like, understand face or uh what's it called phase shifting or parallel shifting mm. and like moving into parallel worlds like you know subconsciously or whatever and they kind of explain how it works in the into me and they don't explain it into every you so it's like it got confusing at first but like um like the instance with i think i wrote this down where i said i said um <laughs> i wrote in all caps Wait, he shifted right to the point after his granddad dies and he takes Yuno for a walk. And then I was and basically, I was like, oh, it makes sense. Because then, when, like, because when they, because like when the, the, I guess I can't remember which like parallel co, co, uh, Koyumi it is, but it's like one of them is pissed off that Yuno's dead. So he phase shifted to a, a reality in which Where Yuno's still alive. Yuno was alive. But his granddad's dead now, uh-huh. and so he gets upset and wants to like, uh, like have his like, you know stay with his mom overnight and like sl- and sleep in her bed. Mm-hmm. And the opposite is like where he wishes for his granddad to still be alive, but then you know's dead, and so he like asks his granddad for advice and wants to stay in his bed. And I was like, oh, that's crazy to think about how they switched. And then Kazune is in 
the one of the the shots like she's in the background like do you remember like there's a point in to every you where she's like oh you saved me we're like obviously kazune is like kind of lying to him about the 85 shifts right oh the rabid dog was you know yeah no 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 no. there's another like there's a if you if you go back and watch it right there's a uh-huh. point where kazune is like behind the little wall and i think there's like a second dog that's been coming after her but that, like, you know, like, scares that dog off, I think. Okay. And so, like, I think, which is crazy because, like, it, it sparks, like, a whole other group of theories because it's, like, what the hell? Like, what do you, like, she, she was, like, oh, yeah, I'm, she was faking. It's, like, oh, yeah, I've, I'm from a, a space and time where it's 85 different shifts. So, the timeline yeah. is unbelievably cha- uh, different than the one I'm in right now. Which would and make she, like, sense because of her hair color, I guess? It would. But then, like, she, like, takes the sticker off of her, uh-huh. like, watch that tells her where the, the sh- how many shifts she's been through, uh-huh. and it only it says zeros across the board. So, like, yeah. I don't... So, like, it was, like, weird because I was like, did, did you know... Did uh, Komui really save her from that dog then? Because that would, that would make things a little bit difficult for her to say that she's from the zero timeline you know maybe 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 it was uh a red herring maybe for the for the audience like it was just so happened because because uh, i i would think these komoes are, are very similar mm-hmm. in in both timelines he kind of doesn't make friends, even in the ti- in the timeline where he meets Shiori. Yeah, he's all about Shiori. In the timeline with Kazune, he doesn't make friends until pursuing Kazune. Facts. So I don't think it's like that crazy. I think it's more just like the filmmakers being trying to confuse people. Potentially, yeah. I think. Um, I guess so. We could probably just you know go into just the the movies themselves as singular entities or just like only obviously how they connect but like i kind of want to start just going just straight on uh to me the one who loved you just straight up because i think that's probably the more i guess the more confusing one that the two of us will mutually agree on Mm -hmm. as well most confusing one so um i think it's it was cool for them to actually show you like how people shift yeah. And like and like the you know like the the metaphor the imagery that he used for like people like you know glitching out and going to a different timeline and I think the way the way in which they bounce around in this movie was kind of annoying because like it goes from a point where he's like ninety years old or like you know he's like sixty years old and then it jumps back to when he's like eight and I was like okay I didn't uh, that made no sense that's a big part of to me they jump around a lot yeah a lot to the point where at at one point i was like okay is this the kind of time travel like in kingdom hearts where you have to go to a certain point but your body needs to be there and now you're the age of that body like i was so confused yeah yeah no it's 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 a weird thing because like you know i said like earlier like the when you're doing time travel or just parallel universes you can kind of just make shit up stuff up as, as you go which if it if it's consistent and like it flows and it makes sense, then I really don't have a problem with it. That's what pissed me off about this movie. The first movie, or I mean, let's to rewind. Me, to me, to me, 
breaks its own rules to every you doesn't no yeah which in turn makes shit more confusing because the whole thing was to shift you gotta be in the fucking pod and think like take me to a world where you know's alive yeah but you could also and- do that with like you could also just like where they explain how uh Komoi could do it where it was like he just would like he could had a higher like aptitude for doing it anyways the but my my whole thing was when they first explain it yes shiori says get in the tube think about this world that you want to go to and he goes i want to go to a world where you know is alive he ends up going to that parallel universe but it just so happens that his grandpa's dead yes that's that is interesting that's cool that's kind of like this you know genie i wish for this and then the genie kind of fucks you over yeah okay so uh komoi and shiori they meet his kids shiori helps him uh shift and then after that they become friends this is like the the point of this is how the movie plays along the movie to me um they 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 grow up together they go to middle school together and it's just it's literally they hang out with no one else but each other yeah they get to high school i think they're in high school it is implied that they are and then uh they obviously they like each other they're in a relationship uh then it, it gets really weird bro okay real quick side tangent i wrote in my notes <laughs> uh where where did, I, where did i put it fuck where did i put it um so they pulled both a domestic girlfriend and toradora all in one scene <laughs> bro okay so their parents the reason why they met was because their parents work in the same uh facility. facility yes they're they're both scientists um and it just so happens that both their parents are divorced so shiori and komoi's parents they work with each other and then they decide they're like oh we kind of like each other we're gonna get married i immediately wrote man not step sibling shit this is literally <laughs> but they also agreed with me because they were like if my mom and your dad get married, we can't get married. Yes, but then the dad came in and was like, oh, you know, you can still do that, right? Which which made it even weirder. But then, so they decide, this is the part that pisses me off. They decide, let's, let's go, let's shift to a universe where they, your parents never get divorced. Komoi yes. tells Shiori, where your parents never get divorced. But my dad still has to be divorced from my mom. That's how I met you. So if your parents never get divorced, we can get married. Okay, yeah. fine. They fine. both they both get in the tube. And they... The phrasing pisses me off because they didn't say, let's go to a, a universe where her parents never got divorced. They both said... Take me to a universe where we can get married. Yes. So there should be no fuckery. If there's any fuckery, it's like, 
oh, uh, Komoe's mom died. But then they shift, and Shiori gets hit by a fucking car. <laughs> she got trucked. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so that's where the rules they don't follow the rules. Okay, but here's my here's my thing that I thought was interesting, and I was like, I I hope they I don't know why they didn't address it or like I thought they were gonna do this where. You know how basically like there's like oh if you like wish for something essentially you're gonna like when you want to uh, parallel shift you're gonna shift to to that kind of area mm-hmm. at the expense of that person who's in the parallel universe that you're trying to go to switches with you right yes and basically saying that your parallel shifts have to do with something that you want a timeline that has something to do with your choices right instead of the choices that are outside of your control. So I thought that it was kind of dumb that both of them were like, let's go to a timeline where neither of our parents divorced because of the fact that those aren't the choices that they made. They didn't say mom and dad get a divorce. They didn't make that choice. Yeah. Those are two, those are two choices that I, that both of their sets of parents made. So it wouldn't make sense for them to go to a, like to face sh- parallel shift to a time. I keep saying phase shift, like it's apex legends or something like, <laughs> or like it's tight, like, like it's Titanfall. Uh, or like where they would parallel shift into a timeline where that would be part of their choices. See, does that make sense? So I don't, I didn't get that part. That was stupid. So, so her, the, the main conflict for to me is the fact that Shuri dies at the, at the same point where she's trying to shift back into reality zero, her reality. Yes. And because of that, she becomes a disembodied a, ghost, a time shift ghost. Yes. Who's it, it, it's explained later. She's like kind of connected to Komo Komoe's body because um, they they shifted together. So yes. like they're they call it like imaginality is like the I guess your consciousness. That part I understood. Yes. They basically like their consciousness is linked together because they were in the tube together. Mm-hmm. So anytime he was going to shift, like when you try to go to different parallel universes to find her, her every time they, they shift with him, they're connected. So they're going to shift together. So, but she, she was now stuck at that crosswalk. That's the main conflict. And then yes. he grows up uh, and becomes a scientist to try to save her. Yes. Also, before we continue, <laughs> what the fuck is up with crosswalks? Uh, you you know, gets hit by a car, but then he shifts to where you know's alive. If you know doesn't get hit by a car, his grandpa gets hit by a car, <laughs> and then he tries to fucking marry his girlfriend. She then she gets, gets hit, hit by hit a by car. A car. <laughs> there is a scene, the beginning of "To Every You," where he, old Komoi sees young Shiori. And he's in the crosswalk, and I literally typed out, where is it? Where is it? Get out of the fucking crosswalk for the love of God. Because I was like, I swear they're going to make him get hit by a car. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, crosswalks and car accidents. Name a better iconic anime duo. <laughs> Bro, it's it actually got fu- insane. It was like, how, how fucked can this guy's life all this guy's dude, lives be dude okay we're gonna get to it in when we talk about the second movie but more trauma hits him regardless 
in the other timeline with his shot. Oh, what, <laughs> what also, what I also typed out that really bothered me was like, this is so weirdly selfish of them. High key. Because like, that's Shiori, that's your mom. Komoe, that's your dad. They're happy together. But you're, I guess they're kids, but I don't know. Yeah, they were like, what, like 14 at the time? It just, it made me f- not like them. It was, it was kind of annoying. Like, it's like, oh yeah, like my my dad is happy that he met your mom. Your mom's happy that like she met my dad. I don't want that because <laughs> yeah. I love you. It's like, okay, at some point we got to be adults here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's, let's figure this out. And then I, I typed... You got to be joking. And then in all caps, was this not a world where they're supposed to get married? Why is everyone getting hit by a car? <laughs> <laughs> but also my thing is, this, okay, so they're going to, you know, omit that rule about, you know, going to a timeline in which certain events happen that are in within your control, right? Sure. They omit that part, whatever. Why didn't they just phase or why didn't they parallel shift to a point in time? Where both of them are like in a relationship together. I guess. You see how that doesn't make sense? I guess at, at, at this point in the story, they didn't they didn't know how to time shift. They only knew how to parallel shift. Oh, so they, the, op- the optional time shift. I remember. Yeah. Yes. So like later on in the story, they developed time shifting, which has to do with time travel. This one was like they're shifting into another universe at the same time, like yes, f- like May twenty first, like time period. Okay, okay, yes, okay. that makes sense then. Because I was about to say, I was like, they they couldn't just like f- like go jump to a time in which they are like married. I was like, that that's makes- why that's why they were the uh, the same age. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Also, just yeah, same as you. Get out of the street. Like, what are we? <laughs> Like, what are we doing? Uh, yeah. How are her parents all the way on the sidewalk and she's in the middle of the street? What was parallel you doing? Right. Were you just like standing in the rain in the middle of the crosswalk? Like, what are and we then doing? A- and then after that, when she's stuck in a coma, she already stuck in a coma because her imaginality is all out of whack. Yeah. That's when his dad goes, uh, y'all could have still gotten married if we got married. <laughs> It's like, um, sir, <laughs> are we? Yeah, way to make your son feel better. And I know, for real. But then I do like the, I guess the characterization of his, of the two, like older, like the parents or whatever, because like, you know, they're so deep in their like scientific research. They don't really have the emotional range to like actually yeah. be sad for their kids dying. And I think that was a pretty nice touch because of like, just, I guess the nature of how, you see like the parallel universe shifting and and how like deep into the research everybody gets including uh uh i don't want to say i can't it's k-o-k-o-y-o-m-i koyomi koyomi yes oh it is it is koyomi i was saying koyomi yeah yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna forget that every single time but uh even like koyomi right he gets deep into his work too and like I think it also like affects like the other, um, I guess I guess the next timeline for the next movie, which is pretty interesting how they kind of set that part up. But 
Um, one random thing that I thought was hilarious is uh, his shoe game is immaculate. He has, uh, he's wearing SBs. Uh, he was wearing Ni- he's wearing Nike SBs in the first movie. Then he puts on Nike Cortezes later yeah. on in that same movie. And then when when him and uh, uh, Shiori shift into that that other parallel universe, he has red Air Force Ones on. And I was oh, like, I didn't That's see those. fire. <laughs> I was like, and, and I was like, Nike sign off on this? Because it literally says Nike on the tag. It says Nike. Yeah. Oh, that was oh funny. Oh my god. I just thought that was uh, a random thing. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, I was like, <laughs> Koyomi's shoe game is crazy. Oh, this one I also wrote that this one is so dramatic. Oh yeah. It's insane. Like I don't understand how like the other movie I lo- the other movie was like kind of cute. Yeah, it was nice. This, it was wholesome. Th- this movie for like forty minutes, no, twenty minutes in until the end is so dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It's I, just I, at a certain point I was like, dude, let him tell a joke or something, please relieve the tension or something. Because when, when when Kazune gets into the mix and she's like, they try to do it with the with the again random product placement with the Guinness beer, they tried to do it with yeah. that, and then yeah. it turns into like some kind of eureka moment for, uh, oh, Yomi. In all caps, I wrote beer was the answer because <laughs> <laughs> it's like I guess the way in which I, I do say the way in which they explain like the bubbles. the parallel universe as it relates to bubbles and how like they'll split off from each other and different in different directions whatever i you know i know a lot of people tell me sometimes you like the branches of a tree you know what i'm saying so i think using the bubble analogy is a little bit of an innovative and more creative choice i guess but so yes he and then it, at this point in the story he spends he, the rest of his high school career uh studying what they call imaginary science yes and then he doesn't go to college he strictly just goes straight to work on in the same facility where his dad and now stepmom work and his whole thing was like i'm gonna save uh shiori shiori who he sees at the crosswalk where she got hit because her ghost is stuck there yeah so everyone no one else can see her except for him and 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 why? other people. Okay, why the hell could Kazune see her? Was that ever explained? Because this is what I think. Because Kazune, since Kazune grew up with her dad working at the facility, there are other Kazunes from other realities who have shifted. So since she isn't connected to Shiori, she couldn't see Shiori. She just said she saw like some a, kind of figment va- that re- resembled, yeah, that resembled a human body. Okay. So she like willingly knew that like she could shift, and she has shifted because the 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 rules are regular people shift a lot, but it's only like one universe over, and you yeah. never notice. Uh, so she has for sure shifted multiple universes, and that is explained in to every you because of something else that has happened. Yes. 
And so I think it's all like this weird connection to that. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. So like they, they're able to see, or I guess I kind of able to see, and then uh, basically their plan or uh, Koyomi's plan is I need, in order to free her from this, I need to go to a timeline in which uh, we did not meet each other. Which at first, because I saw this movie first, pissed me off. Because I, I, I wrote down where they never meet, just make it a world where she didn't get hit by the car. You guys could still be together. Well, do they not explain that? But no? I don't I don't remember if they did. But in terms of the story that both these movies are trying to make, uh, like I guess it fits because we'll get to it later. But the yes, in the other movie, like it kind of won me over. I was like, okay, I, I get. Okay, so basically, I guess from my perspective, because I watched the other movie first, right? My final thoughts on to the me who loved you, I was like, uh, we'll get to this point in a second, but I was like, one, how many Koyomis have shifted to the exact point that, um, oh, I can't remember the exact one. I should have wrote like more context because I was, li- but I was live texting in my notes. That's app, so, so I, so I can't, I don't remember the context from me doing that. But also, I said, did Shiori shift into a different person to help a person in need? That was the one that helped at the end of no. the first movie. Because, okay, think about it though, right? There's, she gives the line, she gives the line, part of my bucket list is to, when somebody asks me what my name is after I help them, it's uh, my name's not important or so-and-so, so-and-so, right? Or like, which is what Shiori which said. Which is what Shiori wants to say, right? Then you get to the end of to every you have loved before, which we'll go into a little more detail later. There's a woman that walks up to a very an old and almost dying uh, Koyomi, and mm. she says the same thing. So, but then you go to the end of to me, right? And that line that line shows up, and I think it's implied that uh, Shiori actually like either like like her connection to Koyomi breaks. I would assume. I think. What happened was, uh, I, the the way to me ends is Shiori is still at the crosswalk in a in a different universe, but she's still there. And the reason why they needed old man Koyomi to go to the crosswalk was because the imaginality of OG Koyomi from to me shifted into his old man persona. That's where that came from. Okay. How many, how many Koyomis have shifted to this exact point? Because it looked like it was like three of them. And then he needed to bring the imaginality to the crosswalk. So my understanding is that, old lady is shiori but this is the timeline where they never met yes so that's not shiori using someone else that is shiori that is this is the timeline that they never met so she had a happy life 
That makes sense. Because also, like, but she had different hair color. I think it was because, like, the so did anima- the animation style in both of them is, is different. Like, uh, Koyomi looks completely different in To You as he does mm-hmm. in To, uh, or To Me as he does in To Ever You. And then same thing with Kazune. And then Shiori looks the exact same in both movies that she p- appears in. Um, but so I said my last, uh, like, I guess, note on to the me, to me, the uh, the one who loved you, was the first movie, which is this one, is the timeline of Koyomi and Shiori never meeting. And the second movie, which is to every you, is how Koyomi creates that timeline. Essentially. Oh, wait, no. no I'll, wait. All the way around. All the way around. So basically, the, the one I watched first was the timeline of Koyomi and Shiori never meeting, right? That, yes. That's the, that's the timeline that, ha- that like, that uh, the OG Koyomi in to, to me created in order to, like, help Shiori out. So I think that's, that's, that's kind of why I say you have to probably, for a more linear narrative sake, watching to me before watching to every you makes sense. You, my bad. You, I got I'm I mixed that with my yeah. bad. <laughs> you wanna you you wanna know why um what solidifies for me why that is Shiori, like that is her. Why it's not her imaginality that possessed someone, that is her. Because when they're talking and he asks he asks her name and then she says, Oh, uh, I'm no nobody. I'm nobody special, which is what uh, young Shiori wanted to say. But then he he asks, oh, have we met before? And she says, no, we haven't. Uh, what's your name? And in, instead of saying, I don't know if you notice this. It's kind of hard to notice, especially because it's in Japanese. If he stays with his dad, he has a different last name. And if he stays with his mom, he also goes by a different last name. Yeah. So the fact that in in this reality, the reality where uh, Koyomi never met Shiori, Shiori would still technically be his stepsister because I would still think his dad married her mom, but he's not Koyomi Haraka anymore. He's Koyomi Takasaki. So she asks him his name and he goes, in Japanese, they always uh, introduce by last name. He goes, oh, I'm Takasaki. So she goes, I don't know that last name. Yeah. And then doesn't ask for his first name. So again, it is, that kind of solidifies for me, like. Yeah, but that also kind of messes up as far as Koyomi, the OG Koyomi's timeline in the rules that they've established because yeah. if it's a situation where Koyomi and Shiori have never met, it wouldn't make sense for their parents to be, to be together because that would mean they would met again. Not necessarily because he never visits his dad. He from time to time. Yes. But like as a, as a kid, but as an adult, he doesn't need to visit him because he works with him. Yeah. Shiori, Shiori was never destined to be a scientist. So she lived her own life. But wouldn't they still be siblings? Yes, but when, like, because they never, they showed his life. Not once did he, like, go to their house. 
for like Christmas. Like he spent his life with his mom and his grandma and, and Kazune. Cause he was so fucking infatuated with Kazune. He'd spent, he spent all his time with her. He wouldn't go again as an adult. He's like, I don't need to see my dad. I work with him. Mm -hmm. And Shiori's never going to fucking, I guess in the real world. Yeah. Like your kid would come by every once in a while. <clears throat> yeah, we're running on anime logic here, so I guess yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> but I think I think the the uh the detail of him going by those two different last names is to tell the audience like the reason why she doesn't recognize him is because he's going by Takasaki, not Hadaka. That's fair. That makes sense. So yeah, the to me is basically just showing you like how showing you like the the original koyomi and shiori and then to every you which we're going to talk about right now is the timeline that koyomi creates in order for him to save shiori and for uh for to every you i've loved before i again we've said it earlier in the pod that this episode this movie is exponentially better than to me just in terms of overall quality. I think it's, it's, a, it's a lot more of a wholesome story. It's a lot more just of a cohesive story and like the twists make sense and also are delivered and executed very well. Even when they get into, cause there, there is a point in this movie where people start shifting more. Even those points are way more easy to follow than whatever the fuck they were doing in to me yes 100 percent. it was like i will i will say this though like they don't like show like oh the little glitch effect where people shift they don't do that but they just kind of like <clears throat> the way in which they go oh yeah I, I either shifted or oh you just shifted you know what i'm saying like that it, the way they ex- uh, deliver that and they like execute that like it was way better than the first movie <laughs> also before we talk about this movie in depth Kazune is way better than Chiori. In terms of overall character? As a character for Koyomi, like, Chiori was just weird and kind of, like, again, they were selfish, so it was all about, like, me, me, me. But with Kazune, with Kazune, he, she was like, oh, like, she was pranking him. Oh, I wrote that down. I was like, uh okay she's a little prankster i like her but yeah. she was saying she was saying like i like you when you're like more outspoken and more confident and then because of that he starts making friends yeah and then i thought okay so in this timeline he's not going to become a scientist but he still becomes a scientist with her and she pushes him i was like okay she's just better yeah no she's cool i think the uh, the phrase like you should you could really use more tact was like her being her calling card was cool yeah. especially even in the in the other reality to, to me into yeah. me because like it's funny because like Kazune serves as like a romantic romantic interest into every you but into me she's basically like the rival turned best friend where like she spent her entire like high school career trying to catch up to uh, Koyomi because he was always like top of the class in grades and you know whatever and like he was just like the star student but he would like 
sometimes missed class or sometimes wouldn't study hard. And she was trying so hard to beat him or like be around him so she could beat him that she ended up being his, his, his friend. And then you get into, to every you. And I think it's really cool how it's kind of a similar vibe where mm-hmm. she still sees him as like an academic rival. Mm-hmm. And I think it was funny. Cause at first I was like, um, when they were talking about how they've never like met or how like Kazane was like joking that she was boyfriend and girlfriend with him in, in like a different timeline. I was like, part, my first thought was like, I wonder if uh, Koyomi not making that entrance speech is the, is, was the parallel shift part where like, if Koyomi never makes that speech, they don't meet or like say Komi does make the speech and they meet each other on stage like I thought that was like, oh, that might be the key, but it wasn't. It just so. <laughs> so, what I found very interesting uh, was in both universes, he doesn't remember her. So yeah. in into every you, she comes in uh, as when they're adults to the research facility, and then she uh, they go to a karaoke bar, a private room. And she kind of lays it all out for him. Like, you don't remember me. We went to school. I was always number two. You you made that acceptance speech. This and that, blah, blah, blah. In To Every You, as high schoolers, she decides to play some prank on him where she tells him, like, oh, I'm from the 85th world. I've been mm-hmm. shifted. This and that. They, they go to a karaoke bar, a pri- private room again, and... In this one, she's like, I'm doing this to get back at you. He's like, what? And she's like, you don't even remember me? He's like, no. She's like, you decided not to give the speech, so I gave the commencement speech. And then he was like, oh, I I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So it was, again, there are things. That is another thing where it, it shows you how close in this story's rules it shows you how close these universes are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think it was funny um i typed in my notes like he's the typical dense uh, anime mc yes because who's also was, a genius yeah he's like she was trying to like she was trying to flirt with him early and he just was not connecting the dots <laughs> i was like oh my god here we go <laughs> that and i think but in this again this movie is just more concise. I think they did that because in the first movie, they show how like the parents are a little bit cold in this movie. They're showing how that like affected him. Like, cause he's yeah. kind of like his dad. So like all his friends tease him. Like he doesn't understand human interaction, emotions, yeah. interactions, to the point where him and Kazune do get together in this movie. And even when they're dating, it's kind of the typical, like, when they figure something out, he's like, oh, thanks for letting me borrow, you, borrow this pen. And she's like, it's eyeliner. And he's like, you wear eyeliner? Yeah. And then she gets mad at him because she's like, how the fuck did you not ever notice? Yeah, exactly. He's just very aloof, which I thought was you know pretty funny. Like, just he's, you know, like father, like son. Like, is this really, <laughs> that's really all I can really boil it down to. Um, but I think it was, you know, it's it's a lot more of a wholesome story. Mm-hmm. 
and then like it was just like super weird how you get towards the end <clears throat> and then like I think of the situation where okay the when he grows up to be an adult right mm-hmm. and i think this is where like the the timeline stuff you know i guess it, it becomes its own story the parallel stuff where koyomi cannot escape trauma where they're at this event with their child because at this point kazune and koyomi are married have a kid and they're like living happy life happy, happy wife lives. they go to some festival and some lunatic with a knife ends up killing his son which was probably one of the more insane things i think i've seen <laughs> in like a in a story like this right like you don't really expect anything like that to happen because it's like a very wholesome story like there's some 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 tough stuff going on like obviously you know like main girl gets hit with a car but they don't show it right they literally show like the the guy with the knife running by slashing the knife the kid falls over and it's bloody everywhere and i go i had to pause it for a second i was like what just happened <laughs> like what is going on but then that that's where the, this story also gets confusing because even though it was from the perspective of koyomi that wasn't og koyomi it's not that is to set up this little arc and now that i'm thinking about it this does kind of feel like a manga because it sets up this little arc where the kazune from that universe shifts into og koyomi's universe because in that universe their kid's not dead or like just not like OG Koyomi from to me, but like the Koyomi. The that's... Koyomi from to every you. Yes, the, the one that Koyomi we've been from every you. The one that we've been following the entire movie. Yes, so it, it's it's interesting how they did it from Koyomi's perspective instead of Kazume's. Kazune's. Yes, when but... she's when she's kind of the whole uh, catalyst of this, and what I also found interesting was. Because she made a decision so grand, she, when she comes back, she can't be Kazune Zero anymore. Yeah. But she's Kazune 1.2, which is the closest you can get to Zero, so they just reset her watch. Yeah. And she, and she's Zero again. Because she shifted to like the 14th universe, and not like 1 or 2 or like 85 like she claimed she did when she was a kid she went to 12 uh, 14 which is nuts and then what's what was crazy was like um the uh the way in which they kind of execute that was crazy and then you think about the timeline differences between to every you and to me because in to me the optional parallel shift or the optional time shift mm-hmm. is a thing that's already been established and is something that has been like, you know, properly vetted and used in everyday life. Yeah. But in this, but then to every you, you get to a point where like that had that technology hasn't been established yet, and so like people aren't don't understand how to do it yet. You know what I'm saying? So like now that when Kazune does it, it's seen as some kind of taboo thing that could potentially be a problem. Yeah, you know, I like was pretty his cool. his dad tells him like there was an optional shift uh, that was accepted under kazune's name and then it's this whole thing where where koyomi has to race back home to find where uh this kazune from world 13 is 
and like she has to kind of they almost they did what fucking marvel did with event like endgame uh no what's her name scarlet witch where she was hopping through dimensions to find her kids that aren't dead oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah and then okay. so she finds her her kid that isn't dead and then even her kids like where's my real mom and then like it hits her in the gut <laughs> i was like oh shit that's kind of like again even when people start shifting in this movie it's it's more they explain it better or something i don't know I, like i understood what was what was happening yeah and they kind of like they just they just executed it way better honestly that's really all it came down to i think it was just like the execution of it was was good and then like the ending like we already kind of touched on it which i thought was you know crazy where it was the where the kazune of to me ends up contacting or like shifting into the body of the to every you kazune and essentially writing herself a letter which i thought was a great choice a phenomenal choice that's that's where she's explaining this plan of you need to let your koyomi go to the crosswalk at this specific time because that is when shiori from this universe will be at that crosswalk and their imaginalities will meet. So the imaginalities at the end of to me, they meet and they technically die together. I guess. Cause they're ghosts. And then the Koyomi from to every you has a passing conversation with Shiori. Doesn't even get, doesn't even get her name. What was also weird though is when he makes it back to um, the Kazune of his of that of to the every you timeline. Hold on. Oh my god, that hurt. Bless that you. Really, that sneeze really bad. That hurt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he makes it back to the like the to every you Kazune, he goes, "Who are you?" So so I guess like so, which made no sense though because like if they're if their imaginalities have merged together and are like mm. done, he should like the they should be able to switch back at that point, right? I think, I think this is, this is how I understood it. Earlier into every you, there is something that I found really interesting because I think I would relate to it. Um, when he asks Kazune to marry him, she, he checks her watch. And she's shifted two universes. Yes. And then she comes back. And since it's only two universes, it's still almost identical because she didn't even notice that she shifted. So in both those universes, she still said yes. But he's he starts doubting himself. He starts to think, which Kazune said yes to me. Yeah, I remember that. And then... So when they walk down the aisle, he takes off his watch. She takes off her watch. And I literally wrote down, yeah, fuck that watch. I think the exact same thing. I'd start overthinking. So in the future, when he checks his little thing, it says error. So he starts to overthink. He starts to think, did I shift? When it wasn't him that shifted, it was the imaginality from the OG Koyomi that shifted. 
Yeah. That's why when he comes home, he asks, who are you? But then they, they, they line it up because he asks her, so I left to go to the crosswalk this morning, right? And she goes, yes, at 10. And then he realizes, okay, I didn't shift. Okay, I, I guess that makes sense. Because I was like, I was like, what really happened? It was like, or that's, I think that's why I said, um, how many Koyomis have shifted to this exact point? Because I was like, is there a third Koyomi that like shifted to maybe this part in his life, maybe? Or like, because it goes from like to every you Koyomi, then it goes to the two me Koyomi to who meets at the crosswalk. And then I was like, but if that's the case, then that Koyomi should be gone. And there's an error there. So I was like, w- did somebody else move into his body or something? Because I was like, no, I, I think it still ends with to every you Koyomi. To every me Koyomi met up with Shiori and he's gone. Once, once you realize th- both these movies only have two Koyomis. I think it makes it's, it a little bit easier. It starts a little. It starts to make a little bit more sense. Yeah, and they kind of and like now that I'm thinking back, they do kind of like explain or like they do kind of make it a little bit clear that it's just two Koyomis, like how, like the the switching of the Yuno and the Grandpa one, that kind of thing. It's kind of only implying that it's just two two Koyomis, and then even into every you where Koyomi has that brief moment with Shiori, like as a part of that shift. Yeah. Where like you know he is the one that has never met her, shifted into that tube and gets a glimpse of wh- who she is, and then mm-hmm. I guess sh- they end up shifting back just before he goes to follow her, which I thought was like you know nice touch. So I guess if you think about it like that, it does definitely makes a lot more sense. But but yeah, I think uh, <laughs> to <laughs> to every you I've loved before is exponentially a better movie than to me the one who loved you because. Good lord. <laughs> they even say the Koyomi from To Me looks crazy because he is. It's not even like this romantic thing where he's like, I'm trying to be with the one I love. It's like he's insane. I mean, you got to think about the trauma and guilt that came along with he. he is, he's essentially the reason why. Well, he's not the reason because they both decided to do it at the same time. But he feels responsible for Shiori becoming a disembodied figure. I guess I guess that makes to me more of like this like Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah. Where like he ends up gi- giving himself up like killing himself in the reality so he could become a ghost with his with Shiori. But what also makes Kazune the best girl is that she helped him do it. And then she reveals, like, yeah, I was a rival, but, like, I ended up falling for him. And when I shifted into your other Kazune's body, I saw the ring he got you. And I stole it. So I I bought myself my own. Yeah. That is so sad. Very. Like, brother, you're trying to get with a ghost. When you got a real woman right there. Right there. there. <laughs> and she, yeah, I think also her design. A teenage ghost. A teenage ghost. Let mind me add. You, yeah, mind you, a teenager. Um, yeah, because because he's an old geezer. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been 
we've been on this journey for six six decades. I was like, dude, you gotta hang it up because you got you got Cosmo's right there. You gotta gotta see it through, my boy. Gotta hang it up because Cosmo's right there. But like, um, I do th- think that like her design across both um, iterations of her are pretty similar, regardless though. Like, Cosmo? you know, yeah, because like. Um, you know, like later into the later into every you, she cuts her hair short, mm-hmm. and then when you get to, uh, you see her, like you see glimpses of her in uh, the school during to me, like when he's walking yeah. through the hallway. Yeah, you like, do. Like all some of the cuts and like the shots that you would see in to every you show up in to me, but from different yeah. parts, right? Like like him him walking right past her without looking at her by the lockers and other stuff like that. And she has that long ponytail hairstyle, but then, you know, in every you, she changes to the to the short. And then when you meet her for real, for real, in uh, to me, she already has it short. It's already there, and she's like, yeah, I thought it was like a pretty cool touch. And then are we even going to talk about uh, uh, Kazune showing up in that one random cut uh, in to me, where he like accidentally shifts into. The other Koyomi's Koyomi's body when they're together. He shifts into this reality where they're together. So I thought, I thought because he sees this vision where like he's in bed with a naked woman and he thinks it's Shiori and that sends him on this crazy path until he has the same vision and it's Kazune. And then that's when I thought, now I'm getting on board with this movie. Now he's going <laughs> to kind of realize like, but no, nah, it does. It, that doesn't get fulfilled until you watch to every you. Yeah. Like, I guess like for you, when you watched, you saw that you kind of got your hopes of like, he's going to end up like, just end up like sending Shiori off, but also like turning towards Kaze yeah. and getting with her. As opposed to me, I already saw the timeline where he got with her. So her being like the second, like the wingman or like the, the second and uh, the second fiddle to Shiori was a different like experience. And honestly, what's funny is like as soon as like they shook hands, well, honestly, when Susie had the flashback, I immediately go, that's Kazune. <laughs> I immediately knew. I oh, was really? like, that's, yeah, I immediately knew. I was like, that's Kazune. They don't, obviously, they don't show that specific scene in. Yeah into uh into every you but like as soon as i saw that i was like i think he just shifted into a period where he's with kazune and then it confirmed it for me when they shook hands and he's and she said his name out loud and he goes holy shit and i thought for a second i was like is he gonna address that and they never talk about it for the rest of the movie never did and i was like "Ah." because he's so fucking crazy i was kind of upset about that they didn't talk about for the rest of the movie Cause he's insane. Hey man, you know, trauma makes also, people do insane things. This is, this is, I think this is a nitpick. My last, uh, complaint. Um, I don't, <laughs> I think I would have liked both movies better if both, like if he ended up with Kazune in both, not because she's better, but because it, it, I start thinking, okay, 
another anime guy who has to choose between two girls. Yeah. Even though it's not as sleazy, it's a little bit more romantic, it's a little bit more dramatic, and it's kind of to show you, like, honestly, I don't even know what it's trying to show you. <laughs> I think it's I, I, think, I think it's reiterating the discrepancies or, like, even, like, the po- the numerous amount of possibilities within parallel worlds. I think that's what it's trying sure. to really explain. Because it's, like, there are situations where, because I think he says it in To Every You, he was, like, There'd be a hundred Kazanes and a hundred Mies, and I would love you at all one hundred of them, which mm. isn't always realistic if you if you really expand it and think about the amount of uh, parallel worlds that could potentially be out there, right? Yeah. So like, I think that's what it's trying to imply is that like the either timeline, you know, what I'm saying is similar but also very different. Like Kazane is still there for him in a in a certain capacity and. In one timeline, it's purely romantic on both sides. In this other timeline, it's one-sidedly romantic. You know what I'm saying? And like she yeah. really wants to be with him, but he has somebody else. But then in a different timeline, they're together. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's I think that's what it was trying to, I guess, imply. Sure. I think I think overall it they were all right. There was a lot of hype built up. I think it could have been done a little bit better. Yeah, I think the the whole oh you get a different ending depending on which way you watch it is very misleading yeah kind of come to the same conclusion yeah like i you... guess i guess the different ending is one you end with kazune and two you visually end with shiori but it's they're the same ending i would say yeah technically like you still get i think what i thought was going to happen was like the ending of one and the ending of like the ending of one would be like something that happens that leads it that could potentially either end the movie and lead into the second one at the same time. That's what I thought was going to happen. I, I yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking it could be like a, a good ending or a time loop, because if you watch this movie, it leads into the other, and if you choose to end it there then that's an end or you can watch the other movie that leads into the first and then they could like loop like a loop back each and other. forth yeah but it kind of it was, didn't do that that's what i thought I, so yeah I, I don't know i i did i think i saw like someone on tiktok too where it's like oh you can watch these movies in any order and like, the outcome is going to be different depending on which way you watch i was like yeah like now that you really now that you said that i watch them like it's both like they're both follow a very linear you could Path. still watch it in any order and then like when at the end of it come to an understanding of the story. Yes. But there is an easier way to watch it. And I think I saw it that way. Yeah, you watched the more I guess linear version than I did. Like I watched yeah. basically I watched like what transpired because of the other movie. Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> But I, you know, like I think overall, like it was, it was solid. It was a cool experience. Um, yeah. It, and like I don't know, like I have my own reservations about you know time travel and uh, just like parallel worlds when it comes to like fiction, because it's like you know you get situations where it gets messy. It gets messy, yeah. And I think like and I, like I said earlier, you know, if the rules are cons- like you can make stuff up, no problem, right? But if the rules are consistent and they make sense. Well, even if even if they don't necessarily make sense, as long as they're consistent, you know what I'm saying? I think like 
you could have a good story in terms of execution. Like, you know, you could say just the craziest stuff or you could just make up crazy rules that have to do with um, time travel or other worlds. Or you can like put something in, like some kind of like stipulation in that or omit certain details that would one would really think would happen with time travel and don't put it in there. But as as long as you're consistent with it, it's fine. But when it's not consistent is what makes it a problem. And I think that's what some of this, some of the world shifting was kind of. Yeah. Which is why we were confused at, at certain points. Yeah. But talking about it, we kind of, we kind of got to the same place. Uh, I'm playing, I'm playing Zelda right now. And this Zelda has a lot to do with, time travel actually yeah the whole but, Zelda timeline in general has like you know the different branching but they're keeping consistent so i'm enjoying it very much where does this one fall in the timeline of zelda games though because remember like they have that weird thing where like they can't really place breath of the wild on any of the heroes death or heroes uh... <laughs> yeah you see what i'm saying i haven't i haven't beaten the game yet so i don't know all i know for sure is this is a sequel to breath so this would come after breath. Yes. Which is, I mean, which is fine. Oh, it's fine. But that's all I know for sure. I know. Th- I think, I think what they want to do or the theory is uh, a time loop situation where, because this game introduces a lot of old Zelda, like the, the seven sages and, some things look like the twilight from twilight princess uh one of the mountains is called mount daphnis which is the king's name in wind waker uh like it it seems like this universe is a combination of all three timelines so no one knows if it's at the end or the beginning oh my god or or it can't be the beginning because i can sit here and talk about zelda lore no, it's actually nuts right the beginning is skyward sword there's nothing yes. comes before it like yes. it is set in stone that that zelda is the reincarnation of goddess hylia and it's not even ganondorf in that game it's demise and demise then curses a, a gerudo which becomes ganondorf and it's this whole thing like yeah i mean i've you know I've kind of been through like the Zelda lore and stuff like that. Under like read up on and researched and stuff like that. I just, it was, I just thought it was funny. Cause like when they talk about, you know, that kind of stuff, it's like, where's a fall in the timeline or like, you know, when they branch off from certain things, like, and then people were like, Oh, breath of the wild. We don't know where to put that one yet. And I was like, okay. So then tears of the kingdom comes out and I go, where are they going to put this one? If they don't know where breath of the wild is going. <laughs> it's also because breath, even though breath was great. Um, Breath was more of a when you got down to like the story bits was more of like a character study because in that one you find out like Link and Zelda Link was appointed to be her royal bodyguard and knight and she is jealous of him because it he's so accomplished and she can't reach her powers and this and that and blah 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 and then you also get points of view where Link and Mifa, the Zora princess, they have a relationship, not Link and Zelda. It's a lot of personal stuff, but then this one is a lot of like the founding of Hyrule and shit like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I bet. So 
Um, you before we wrap up, I think we got a good good stopping point. Do you have yeah. any music recommendations you want to throw some people out? Not any because we, we our next episode will be a jukebox episode, so uh-huh. don't give the albums away just yet. No, just any singles or any any songs that you have been listening to. Well, since okay, we've been I, away, I have an album, but it's not new. Okay. It's not an al- it's not an album that I want to talk about on the jukebox. Okay. Uh, if anyone likes city pop, listen to Adventures by The Square. It is great classic city pop Japanese jazz, and one of the songs I shit you not, the song Sister Marion inspired the Mario theme song. Really? Like, it's not even like, ooh, they sound similar. Like, the the composer for Mario was like, yeah, there's there's one part, and I liked it a lot, and it's dun, 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 that part. And that's, oh, wow. And then he just, like, they pit okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Not and then lie. he, from there, he made his own. That's fire. That's fire. Um. I guess for me, because I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna give any crazy away. I got two two songs and an album. So, no more lies. Thundercat and Tame Impala is amazing. That's mm. I need a full length project from them mm. immediately because that song is a phenomenal. Um, yeah, Thundercat's great. Tame Impala is always gonna be a solid, very like chill vibe type. So I think them two together works well. Um, also men, I trust very underrated band ring oh. of pa- ring of past is, might be my favorite song from them. It's so smooth. It just kind of like you can put it on at any time for any occasion or any kind of like time of day. And it's always going to be a cool, a cool vibe that matches any occasion. I Super saw you posted vibe. them. And I was like, oh, they look interesting. I got to look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have a, I have on Twitter, if you are listening, I have a music thread that I've been trying to keep up. I've been trying to update it at least one to three times a day. I'm not as always as consistent as I want to be, but I'm trying to make sure I at least, at least get one song up there a day. Right. Go check that out. If you see any songs you like on that thread, please feel free to download them because I love sharing music with people. Um, but yeah, I put, I put that song in the, in the thread as well. Um, and then I've been kind of going back to old, older bands and older artists that I used to listen to when I was younger, and I got I went back to a, a Kings of Leon album, their most recent one though, like the twenty twenty one one, because I never cause I never listened to it because I was I was as a kid, and then, as a kid and in middle school like I was a big Kings of Leon fa- uh, fan, and mm-hmm. then like I, I think they're. Um, a, a really like they I like their aesthetic and their sound as a band. Sure. Especially like within, you know, obviously everybody's heard like their older stuff back in like 08 and 2010, but like their newer stuff still has that same kind of like I'm not going to say magic. Magic is the wrong, wrong word to use, but still has that same kind of like stuff that made them popular in the early sure. 2000s. But uh their album When You See Yourself that came out in 2021 uh is a super easy listen and it's just really really a really fun listen um the key song on there that i think i think i posted this song in the thread as well is stormy weather i think the lyrics kind of the lyrics kind of hit uh on a personal level as well as just the overall sound of it is just amazing 
so so yeah so just check those check those three out and um and yeah i'm again super excited super happy we got the chance to finally record an episode i saw there was somebody that listens to our podcast and he tweeted about how all of his favorite podcasts that this is to would come out on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And now and they've either been in, inconsistent or don't post anymore. And he's like, I actually have the ability to listen to podcasts on those days now. So I can't, so I, and I don't oh, have anything to listen to. And I was like, damn. Well, we're back. <laughs> we are back. We are back. We're back. So Technically. We're, we're here to, to keep a company during your lunch break on Tuesday and or Wednesday. <laughs> We hope we can be of some entertainment to you guys. Hopefully we didn't ramble too much on this episode. I know like I wanted to, to stay on some kind of like timeline of what we talk about, but I could tell from the early, like maybe 20 minutes, I was like, we might too be much, rambling. Too much talking about timelines. <laughs> yeah. That makes me want to get into like, uh, if we have a video, we watch Erased or watch Steins Gate. I think we might have to do that. Oh, I haven't seen those. Yeah. I, I, I've I will say Steins Gate is hard to get into because the first few episodes I've are it's a slog. It's I, I've heard good things about it too, but one of the things that turned me off of it when I first started watching it uh, was the first like two or three episodes, like or even the first like four or five, are a slog. Like they're 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 slow, super slow. But sure. like Erased is like Erased is like a little bit different. Erased is kind of like Tokyo Revengers type. Okay. So I mean, we might be wow. and that one's okay. that one's shorter. I think Steins Gate's like three seasons. Yeah. The race is shorter. So we could probably knock that one out on a podcast episode if you want to. Um, but yeah, that's been all from us. I've been Nostalgia, as told by Zoe. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Peace.